0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk in the studio. Today we have Tim, Tom, and Eric. Yay. Yay! What are we What are we doing today, kids? Hey, yo, we're we're, we're podcasting about Nerf. Nerf podcast. Yeah.
1: What's your favorite Nerf? Tell me what's your favorite Nerf.
0: Um, that's a, that's a tough one. Probably when they changed Barnes from four to five man on Hearthstone. That was a pretty big influential change. Pretty,
1: pretty favorite Nerf. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one. What's your favorite buff? Daddy.
0: Or when they took extra arms from 3 mana to 2, but then they kind of took it back to 3 because they realized it's too good at 2.
1: Yeah, they play around with Brig a lot too. I, I really liked when, when Brig got uh, Brig got some buffs, but then Brig got some nerfs. And uh, slapping that chain around everywhere, uh, when are they going to make a Brigida nerf overwatch chain slammer thing? Bring it now, nerf. Nerf Bastion. Nerf Bastion. Nerf Bastion. I'm already Bastion.
0: Man. There's your one, Tim. We all know I get more than one at this point. Yeah. Well, well, what are you
1: What are, what are you he, talking about? Oh no! What does he What does he get one of? Mm. Happy birthday, Slater.
0: Yeah, Slater, it's your happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Slater.
1: Yeah, congrats on that that birthday. You know, good. It's real good of you. You did a lot of good work to get that birthday.
2: <laughs> he's not going to hear this for like a month, and he's going to log in and listen to it, and it's going to be <laughs> good. happy birthday good. wishes.
1: The best kind of things are surprises. Hey, also, um, happy birthday to, I'm just going to pick a, a random, uh, happy birthday, Gargunkle. I see your name on the chat. So, hey, happy birthday to you. Hope you hear this when it's your birthday. If you don't, I'll try again next time. <laughs> Congrats.
2: So, uh, ready. So just you wanna to talk about Nerf news. Well, I was going to give a quick disclaimer. We, uh, w- I think we got it dialed in pretty good, but we're still having some technical issues, uh, related to what was going on last week we, we we got some replacement parts and then i promptly forgot them at my house so hopefully next week we'll be back up to full strength
1: i mean amazon delivering in like two days is is just a miracle of modern delivery science like think think about how we were when we were kids going uphill in the snow both ways to school and you know back then you had to wait like five days minimum for anything
2: yeah like amazon, your chalkboard
1: amazon, yeah like your chalkboard Your, your... and uh and your oatmeal, and uh, your napkins, and your cereal boxes. And
2: your, your primary school primers. What? Never mind.
1: <laughs> your box of crayons? Yeah.
2: You boomer. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what, what was your disclaimer? I'm sorry.
2: Never. Uh, just that our sound might still might not be perfect.
1: Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, so. sorry. We
2: got this. We're doing our best. Yep. All right. So, uh, can, r- recent projects, anyone? Mm, I don't think I've
0: done anything recently.
1: Oh man, I have a project that I'm going to do after we get off the phone. I'm going to take some of my uh, Home Depot buckets and I'm going to spray paint one side of it to use as a King of the Hill token. So you can like flip the bucket uh, okay. as a King of the as a King of the Hill token, and there's a color on each side.
2: Interesting. Yes, so, it works. Yeah. So, yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. We got our first game this weekend, so we're gonna try all that out.
2: Fingers crossed that you don't get rained out
1: oh my gosh you know what's so frustrating what is rain. uh is bob texted me and was like oh okay we're good for this weekend i was like yeah i was as i looked at the weather a while ago i was like yeah it looks good and then i opened it up right after you texted me that and i was like wait a second it's gonna rain all friday and then it's gonna rain into sunday into saturday morning oh,
2: so no.
1: by good like it'll it might stop by the time we go to play
2: yeah and, well, um, then you'll be in a foot of water
1: probably i mean the place is really hilly so it shouldn't be too bad um also it's 45 degrees here right now so it's not even it's like it's not cold like (laughs) let's be real it's not cold at all like i've been outside the last two weekends and it's been fantastic they would have been amazing nerfing weekends oh jealous
2: all right uh i haven't worked on any recent projects since um our last time we recorded, I do have a new piece of gear though, that I want to talk about real quick. So I got a, it's made by the company Allen, which, you know, they make like a, you know, you cannot handle the power of those flux sunglasses. Put them down. Bet I can. Um, so the company Allen makes, um, uh, decent quality, um, low cost, um, I archery and shooting supplies, so I got uh. It's the, the, apparently the brand name is the like the line is called Chrome K R O M E, but it is a um, shotgun cleaning kit that I can now use to clean my magazines out. So it came with a six section metal um, rod that you can screw together, and it's got a you know like a T handle you can screw into the one end, and that then it came. Like a it, it honestly isn't because you're only like an 18 mag is only two of those sections long. So you only need to screw together two plus the handle. And then I found for, um, my 18 mags that, uh, 12 gauge is a good size, but for my talons that the 20 gauge, uh, the, what do you call them? Uh, not swabs they Um, oh, I can't think of the name. Anyways, it, it it's like a, a, a cloth. Um, a
1: dead rat's tail.
2: Kind of, yeah. Uh, oh, God, the name is escaping. i got to go on Amazon and check what the name of them are now. But anyway, so I, I have uh, a short one and a long one, so I can easily tell them apart. And the um, short one gets the solvent, you know, the, the mineral spirits, and the long one gets the dry silicone lubricant, so using uh, TK's method that we've talked about in the past. Um, but it, it just it works so much better than the piece of sock over the paint stick that he talked about in that video, because then you're not trying to work around a zip tie, and you've got you know three 360 degrees of uh, of swabbing power, and it's you know it, it all folds down into a nice small compact kit, and it was only I think $13 on Amazon, so it, it makes uh, cleaning the um, the magazines much better.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, this cookie in my mouth too. Except- Nice. It's a a granola bar.
2: Share. Share.
1: You want me to share some ASMR?
2: No. No, we've already done that once. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this right here. What is it? What are those called?
1: What are those called?
2: Uh, you guys ever had
1: like a like a saxophone, for example, and you have like they, you shove a thing down in the middle of it. You're supposed to keep, like help like get your spit out, like a cleaning stick. I like
2: a studied saxophone all the way through college, yeah. So you what know what he's talking about. Yes, you, I do. Yeah, uh, they, they just call it a swab, I guess, but it, it's like a uh, a cotton cotton bristle round brush thing.
1: Yeah, Tim, you're pretty good at the saxophone, right?
2: Uh, serviceable.
1: Yeah. So. You're about the same at the skin flute, right? No, no? I'm, I'm oh, better. Never learned Okay. Who's better? Who's better at the skin flute? You or Tom?
0: Tom. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> All
1: right. Sorry. Ah. Uh, so th- you got that thing? That's pretty cool. Didn't you have a? Did you have another new, uh, a new toy?
2: Uh, I got my flux sunglasses.
1: That's true. They're keeping you protected from Tom shooting you in the eyeball. Yeah.
0: I like to put on ninety percent of the time it's Tim shooting me.
1: Yes,
2: that is true. That is true. I learned the, I, I learned the error of my ways. I won't do that again. I did get I did get a really cool new patch that I showed Tom. Out of oh, Dar- did
1: you guys see um, did you guys see Connor's new video?
2: Yes. He changed his about, mind on the Percy's.
1: About the Percy's? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then he did the reenactment of the woman at his party.
1: I like that he was like being, he like did all that work to set it up and then he got it out of, it was like out of shot when he did it. It was like, no. That <laughs> yeah. was a good video though. Like, I could totally see that. They, those rival, the, the lipo powered rivals, they, they shoot a good, like, they're above. So if you say rivals like 100, don't they shoot like closer to 110? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, they have a good, good
2: pop to them. Yeah, that's what we were kind of talking about in the SDNC Discord earlier is that, you know, a, a 3S lipo. Rival Blaster is hitting like 130 to 150.
1: They're like right at the top of the range.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I got a new patch. I got a uh, a patch. It's uh, Blaster parts, uh, a vinyl patch actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, Out of darts is carrying them now. So I'm glad to see more patches cropping up. You know, I have a uh, addiction to getting Nerf patches. So it's kind of nice to to see new ones. Which, for our local listeners, we will have our patches available again, um, as well as t-shirts. Um, so come to an event see us and get some swag
0: as long as you're either yeah. a medium or an extra large. Oh, is that all we have? Yeah. Yep.
1: Probably the two most common sizes, right?
2: I don't know. I wear a large. Oops.
1: Oh, well there'll be, there'll be some more up there. That <laughs> was a very, that was a massive pain to pack. Well, there's a long story behind that, but be here, but yeah, I only put those two in for, Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, you can enjoy those. And if you do want a patch, like if you seriously want a patch, just like ping us, and it's we'll just like charge you the cost to po- or I'll I'll take care of it and charge you the cost of postage. Um, we've mentioned it before. Like if you want one, if they're not. I think they're gonna be like five bucks or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It won't cost much to ship a patch. To patch a ship.
1: Patch ship. Because I think you can get away with it if it's just the patch. I think it can be in a normal envelope and be a okay.
2: Mm, probably. Yeah. What about b okay? see okay all right um i guess let's move on to our main topic question yeah
1: um well tom any projects for you nope the place town to the ground
0: Uh, i've been doing school yeah that was for
2: school
1: had a review today went pretty well so that was cool yeah nothing to do with nerf but
2: (laughs) (laughs) so cool so for our main topic we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh nerf rules and and Yes, it rules, but I'm talking about like rules and not rules and regulations, rules and
0: regulations.
2: Yeah, I guess. These are now the law. Yeah. Like like the the rules that you put into place. A, A, so I I guess, you know, there's the first thing to talk about. So you have rules for safety and then you also have rules to moderate gameplay, right? You know, those are kind of the two, right. two main categories that you put rules into place for, right?
0: Yeah. And I guess keeping it fair would go hand in hand with that second one.
2: Yeah, yeah, keeping a fair moderate gameplay, yeah um, But, you know, just like at work You have your um, company policies That are to make sure that um, You know, things are done uh, um, Efficiently, ethically You know, for good business purposes And then you also have Mentally pure and morally straight? No, <laughs> I wasn't quoting Boy Scouts Oh, uh, whoops uh, But then you also have rules to make sure that people stay safe Um, and it, it, it carries over in a nerf, you know, so, you know, things like eye protection and your FPS limits, um, and, you know, uh, you know, certain areas that are off limits, like at, you know, for indoor events, especially, you know, like here at the dark club, we have certain places that are off limits. Those all fall into like the safety categories. And then you have, I think, I feel like more of the gameplay type rules fall into when you have your specific game types listed out, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Play rules specific to the game, right? There's there's the general rules, like your your rules of the the house rules, right? So you're you're always on, you're always active rules.
2: Yeah, like. And in like,
1: our case, is a little bit unique because we have indoor and outdoor wars, and so there's rules specific. There's like the overarching rules, and then there's the indoor versus the outdoor. Or rules and that's like your FPS caps and then there's things that are like always there like thou shalt only use certain types of darts so it's like it levels of specificity that, yeah. that come on down
2: or like no melee melee however you want to say it
1: right which it's like it like melee rules, like some people allow it, some people don't. some people have figured out a way for it to be okay. big problem is the thing I always see with melee rules is that if you're under any type of insurance, like yeah, allowing melee is just gonna be just such a non starting topic. People can't figure out how to categorize that well
2: and I think the problem is is there's no way to gauge how hard someone's gonna swing that melee weapon, yeah, like even using noodles, noodles hit pretty hard, it can. Um They have no support to them, so they tend to flop around pretty good. But
0: it doesn't help when people bend them in half to give yeah, more rigidity.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, just like, um, sorry, just, brain fart, just like the me- melee weapons, you know, things like uh, slingshots are one of the things that one of our new members brought up recently. Um,
1: yeah, what a discussion. We had we had pretty vigorous discussions about the slingshot topic. Yeah. If you have opinions on slingshots, Tom, Tom and Tim don't want to hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not going to let you use a slingshot at an event. That's that, that that just sounds unsafe in and of itself.
1: Yeah. No, it's the slingshot like we had a lot of discussions. For example, like that is a topic where there's there's an admin channel and we're trying to discuss the pros and the Yeah,
0: and and someone the was like pros. someone was giving us crap about using an admin channel. Someone was giving us crap about having an admin channel. It's like, look, there's stuff that we discuss that people don't need to know that we're discussing.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, plus people have opinions one way or another. So you don't want it you don't want to make everyone's like personal feeling yeah. you know part of the part of the public discussion. Yeah and, and
2: I think that's a, a good like first uh, best practice or a tip is you want to have those discussions behind closed doors not where everybody can see or hear. The... And that's
1: that's life like any any professional environment you anybody who's having a discussion that is con- like contentious a really contentious discussion. Like that's that's your first step to getting fired if you don't have it in a private space. Ain't nobody wants to hear that. It, it's just gonna make everybody angry having that around there in a professional work environment. And uh, my favorite, there's a, guy, there's a guy I used to work with and he would always complain about how much work he had to do. And he would talk loudly about how other places had a thousand guys, it was like 10 guys doing 10 guys work. You got a hundred guys doing their work, thousand jobs, they're doing, th- I'm doing a thousand guys jobs. He'd like make up this like ridiculous thing, but be serious about it. It's like, i do 10 guys jobs. I do 10 guys jobs. And then he'd be like talking about the, the HR rule. Like, like, I don't know. The worst thing you could do for an HR person is uh, talking to a recruiter for another job while you're at your job, like uh, mm-hmm. loudly on the phone.
0: <laughs> oh Wow. I mean, that's like, ballsy in your workplace. Yeah, that's ballsy. But talking to a recruiter while you're at your current job and you plan on leaving, that's, honestly like the smart thing to do
1: oh yeah definitely a smart thing to do is just he would do it at his desk
0: well yeah then he's just then he's just a
2: yeah. jackass dumb
1: but dumb. like you I know, don't know that was just a fun story sorry I got no that's right. fine I
2: like that. uh but part of the reason you need to do it behind closed doors is because as an admin team you need to present a unified front to your general public you know this is true and i i think you know we we talked about our concerns with what was going down down on down in BG recently. And I think that more than anything else is what tells people that that there's problems going on within the org is that they are publicly yeah, um, disagreeing. So, you know, our private admin chat is specifically for things like that so that we can have it out um, if we need to privately. Now, does that always happen? No. You know, sometimes things start in the the general check yeah the public domain. And we need to remember to rein ourselves in and take it private. But, uh, you know, whenever there's more than one person running an event or a club, there's going to be disagreements and that's fine. You know, as long as you work through them, but make sure that you do it, uh, privately. So anyways, where were we? that was, um, a, that was a good side tangent. Yeah. Worthwhile. Tangent. Oh, about, about different levels of rules. So like how you set the rules and the cut. Yeah. So you know, like things like your FPS limits, uh, what darts you allow, you know, whether you do melee, whether you do socks, whether you do shields, all that type of stuff is is more general rules. And then you might limit, you know, blaster types or um, I guess, you know, even like socks and things like that might be limited by game type. You know, and then we also have by event type because like for Z1-3, we pretty much follow the end war rule set which contradicts some of what is in our general rule set which is what we follow for park wars dart ops things like that so we really kind of have three rule sets because we have our hvz rule set which is a modified version of end war rules we have the park wars and whatnot and then we also have the ion rush rule set which is pretty straightforward yeah
1: yep it's oh gosh rules get the problem is that rules get so confusing Yes. You end up landing. You end up landing at this point where you have different levels rules for different games, and like I can see why it's confusing. And unfortunately, we're kind of a mature club in the way that we've had reasons for most of these rules. You know, so it's like that. It all came up for a particular purpose and reason.
2: Right. You know, I, I think that's how any set of rules uh, comes to be. You know, you, you do the best you can when you're first creating it, and then. It evolves as a living document as as the club grows you know you, you you realize that you didn't take something into account and then you figure out what your rule is at that point you know our uh, our rules got updated after the discussion on the slingshot because um it, it was ambiguous in the the rulings before so now it basically reads that anything uh that is legally considered a what, what what was the term? Weapon. Yeah, anything that can legally be considered a weapon is not allowed because a slingshot can be considered a weapon.
1: Yeah, the weapon the, the slingshot one is interesting. It's like it if you if you have a slingshot, it's like wow. That, I mean, yeah, okay. It, it's probably not gonna be that bad shooting a rival round out of it, but like, how do you measure it? How do you standardize the force? Okay, so some of these questions have been answered. Measuring it, we can't really do because of equipment limitations. Uh, measuring you know measuring the maximum force like. You know that you could probably find a standard for that but then how do you protect someone from getting hit at close ranges even yeah if it's accidental well, like they're, they're, we discussed all we discussed a lot of these things
2: yeah well like even you know it, the slingshot in, in some aspects is very similar to a melee weapon because you can't you can't control how hard the person is going to draw a slingshot back
1: yeah you can come up with a maximum but that maximum is going to vary person to person right because they have different Different strengths, different different slingshots. Unless you have it, then you have to come up with a whole rule set for what defines a slingshot. And right. it's just you know, every time someone wants to bring something unique or different that doesn't fit in the rule set, you find that. Yeah. know yeah,
2: and, and that's where um, you know you put admin discretion. You know, it's kind of like a catch-all rule where the admin that's running the event can uh, spot ban or spot allow certain things.
1: I mean, I, I freely admit we are a fairly regulated, like, there are other groups that's like, whatever, it's fine. We trust you to do a good job, but that's just not the, that's not how we are. There are people who, there are groups that can do that, but are okay with that. But we, we try to have a nice standardized rule set because we do have a wide variety of attendees.
2: Right. Now, and not to mention, you know, <clears throat> the fact that we are very often guests of the Detroit Dark Club, who is a professional business that we have to worry about, you know, nope um' yeah, it's a professional being... business
1: he has his own limitations insurance things like that that we have his limitations are things like insurance, his comfort level, you know respecting the space things like that we we try to take all that into
2: yes we need to be gracious guests when he allows us to use his club so having a a well defined rule set makes that easy yep it does. so um so eric you for your club you just um had to come up with a, a new set of rules how did how did you uh, go about putting that stuff
1: together well, i started with a rule set that i knew <laughs> i took control c and then i hit control v into a new word document i found everyone everyone who had credit in there and i, I made sure that i knew how to erase their names from every spot so i was like that's how you do I it yep play? yeah and then I, I replaced it with my name everywhere and i said i made this
2: <laughs> so we're gonna start calling you Darth Plagiarizes?
1: Yeah, I made this. You made this? I made this. Um, no, yes, that's that's like, I, I basically, I took the SDNC rules and I removed a few things that I thought were not necessary for what we are planning to do. And I modified a few things for the things we plan to do and made sure there was an attribution statement, um, you know, in there for the people who had worked on it. So, it's uh, you know, Sam's always working on keeping it updated. He's always thinking of ways to, Clarify. Clarify, yeah. To clarify that's attain it all. Um, so that's been, you know, I, that was helpful for me just to get started. But because we are not under the same limitation of the Dark Club, we're going to be, we have those rules in place so that we can refer to them. But we're going to be more inclusive if someone wants to do something or bring something. Gotcha. So just because we, you know, we're going to be out in a park, we're, we're not going to be in, inside someone's place. Um, and we're, we're newer and, you know, it's gonna we're gonna see how it goes we're gonna take a little more of a, a a wait and see kind of approach we're not putting ourselves under any sort of maybe not any but a significantly less amount of liability than something like at the dark club games of the dark club so i, I don't mind too much giving a few things to try until so i just don't want to scare anyone away that's the other thing
2: right so that kind of reminds me what what's going on with your uh potential relationship with the city
1: um we plan some. Uh, our events planned for the spring. It's not planned yet, but I mean, it's it's no different than the last time I updated you guys. We're mm-hmm. we're planning on working on something in the spring and then continuing it during the winter. But basically, no update right now. Gotcha. Oh, so mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't pursued it and they haven't pursued it because planning months. Or yeah. Five months. Well,
2: it's also well not for you. It's cold for us.
1: No, it's it actually has been surprisingly nice here. So I guess I forgot how. I mean, I knew we moved back. Partially because it's... The, oh partially yeah, because he hates nice us.
0: It it's, what uh... Partially because you hate us.
1: Only a small amount.
0: Oh, okay. T- today's been the coldest so far. Yeah, it was like how 25 out. It's 25 and windy, was, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Ugh, dude, it's like 45. It's coldest. 41 right now. Coldest I've seen it in a while. We got to we got to freezing in the middle of the night at one... That happened maybe twice. I had frost on my window one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... I was working outside in uh, in uh, long pants and a long sleeve shirt. It was it was nice. Yeah, jealous. I know, it's great. But uh, yeah, we should. We I'm using it in the yard. You guys don't really. It's not Nerf related. I had a bunch of trees removed. We have a bonfire circle in the backyard now. Room, so much room for activities.
2: Yeah, are you, you going to so. host a Nerf war at your place?
1: Probably eventually. I don't know. I always think about that. Like, I, I don't like having people I don't know coming over and then expecting to zar our if I don't know them, per- if I don't, like, personally know them. So I am anxious about that. So, I don't know. If I don't know people, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd like to eventually, but uh, right now. Aye. I want to just have my... I just want to have my friends do it. I just want to have, like, a, the weather's a little nicer, like, provide some barriers and have my friends just come over and play. I think that would be a lot of fun.
2: You're do, like... Uh pallet barriers or something more like what uh, atomic
1: uses. Probably more like the atomic barriers. They're simple and relatively inexpensive. It's probably yeah. 100 or probably about 200 bucks of material and like bucks of pipe for like more than a whole field more than you
2: Yeah, I, I'd highly recommend doing the um fitted sleeves rather than tarps and clips like we use here. And if I remember correctly, Michelle's pretty handy with a needle and thread, right? Uh we have a sewing machine. Yeah, so so
1: some pockets. Yeah, that's, yep. a, that's a really good point. hadn't
2: quite considered that. Yeah because every time I have to set up Sam's tarp, I mean it, they work but every time I set them up like man this would be so much easier if we just had the sleeves like Atomic does to slide over the frame.
1: They got a good they got a good way to do it. Uh, the one thing I haven't figured out is how you secure those to the ground.
2: So we've been using uh it's basically like a U stake. Um, oh
1: yeah, landscaping stakes. Yeah, yeah.
2: A few stakes. Um, but so some of the, uh, one of our members donated a pack, but it wasn't enough for all of the um, barricades we have. So we were trying to make do with like two on each, rather than the four or possibly even six that we should have. Yeah. So they still right. kept blowing away sometimes. Uh, Honestly, what mean. we probably need is bigger ones than the um, than the ones that we do have. Maybe even just like regular, like Coleman camping stakes might even work. 3d print yeah
1: that wouldn't work very well i don't think they'd last too long one person slides into them crack
2: yeah especially if it's petg because that shit is apparently very brittle
1: it's not supposed to be but it is i mean it's flexible but it has a lower strength
2: yeah it it, when i tried printing that scram rod it didn't uh didn't hold up at all so that was a disappointment
1: you've you've replaced the scram rod now
2: or no, no, no I, I've given up, and I mean, I, I carry a a solid piece of a plastic pole in my uh, hydro pack, so I have that normally. I was just looking for something more compact that I could keep on my belt. That
1: uh, you know, I don't know why he made the design so complicated. Have you ever seen how like a like a um, camping pole goes together? I feel like you yeah. wouldn't have those little wings, and you'd just have a single piece of uh, bungee.
2: Yeah with a, uh, like a nesting so, uh, cup for the other end to go into. I thought about yeah, that. Exactly. And, I, you know, honestly, the next time, you know, I should have done this last weekend. I was out uh, at Frankenmuth with my uh, son's scout troop, which is right by Birch Run, a series of outlets. There's a Coleman store there. I should have gone there and seen if they carried, like, pole repair kits that I could have made my own out oh,
1: of. Oh, dude, what if you had those? You know when, when stores used to have those little miniature tent models and you right. like pick the what if they well, had i'd never tried what if they had like ac- like little foldable rods and-
2: so coleman makes a repair kit that you can take a you know a section of fiberglass pull out and replace it and then you know it's got the the metal uh couplings and, and bungee cord and all that type of stuff it's just a matter of will that be the small enough gauge and some of the coleman tents do have a smaller gauge pole that they use the for like flap, right? rain flaps doors um window uh awnings things like that so if they make a repair kit for that size pole and those poles even have like the rubber tips on the end yeah. so that might be something next time I, well, I think we're going back in january so maybe i'll run over there in january and
1: check it out because so then everything it, will be a frozen wasteland yeah
2: because if i can find that i could probably print A few parts of the scram rod case and use that as the holder maybe like drill out the um the base section that's supposed to be the handle and yeah right and and, you know glue that in there and then i can still use the housing
1: Hmm. yeah it's a good idea the whole concept's a great idea
2: we have totally gone sideways from yeah it happens a little bit of
1: nerf news you want to talk about a piece of nerf news let's throw it in here sure what happens which, which one do you want to talk about
2: uh how about the uh the worker uh afterburner kit that they are putting out for the strife oh man jonathan didion it copied your design yeah not not quite the same Let me i, I want to see if i can find no. a picture
1: of it again they made it they made it fit on a swordfish so it's designed for. uh it's designed to add that like you know super important second stage to your swordfish but it probably would fit on a strife as well their pictures show it at least on uh, on both actually now that i flipped the image over yeah it shows it on both um it it looks like it nests up kind of against i'm gonna cough take over what i was saying
2: ah yeah here we go yeah so the picture i have shows it with a strife you know that i bet you could use that with a vector kit yeah it totally would fit with a vector kit you might not be able to get that bottom rail on or you'd have to to cut well, um
1: yeah you just use a shorter rail the vector kit doesn't it have a uh, it has a bottom rail already so you would just get the shorter piece of matching right. rail for the front do that That'd be cool I,
2: Yeah, I, i've kind of been thinking about because my vector strife is it used to be my hk416 strife and then the front end of that got warped so i've been trying to think of how i could put another front end on that and still keep the vector mag well because i thought that would kind of look cool this might be an yeah. option but then it's going to bump it above um, 130.
1: Well, you could just have the wire running in there, and then you could witch it, but I think you would probably just... That's the pro- That's always the problem. Yeah. Although if you two-stage it, it could shoot harder.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to keep it under 130.
1: That... Ah, dude, why don't you set that up for, for your, your top-tier two-stage kit?
2: If I'm running flywheels top stage, I'm going to pull out the FTL.
1: Oh, man, you can shoot harder, harder than an FDL with an optimized two stage.
2: Yeah. Why do you need to with flywheel though? If I want to shoot that hard, I'm going to pick up a Springer.
1: I think you would probably change your tune if you shot one.
2: Hmm. If it's accurate.
1: Yeah, I shot one at the um at uh one of the I got to shoot one of the uh dauntless uh swordfishes at fo- at when I was at the um not the foam pro tour the uh, uh foam co- I got to sh- I got to shoot a, a dauntless um. One of their uh, their the custom ton swordfishes, and it was pretty sweet. I mean, it wasn't as accurate as a Springer, but it was pretty sweet. It shot didn't it wasn't inac it wasn't like super inaccurate or anything. Accurate enough.
2: Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm I'm looking at uh, more pictures here. So it is a Nerf style rail on the underside that lines up with the worker rail. Now again, if you were going to leave the vector kit on, but yeah, you could totally just continue on and maybe put your picatinny accessory handle or whatever bridging the two to kind of lock it in place
1: it appears to be a 3d printed piece to me also this looks like an f1055 component
2: yeah and they do that a lot where they will prototype it and see how well the thing does 3d printed and then if it does do well then they'll then they'll injection mold it right on um it's interesting looks like the orange is a good match for the orange strife. It's interesting that the flywheel cage in the afterburner is horizontal.
1: Yeah, it's uh, opposed to the stock cage. Being vertical, And I guess yeah. that's so they can, have a top, they can have a sight on the top. I mean, yeah, it's I, weird. Why, do, why would it not fit? Because they could just have it in the same position as the standard cage. I, yeah, I mean, you'd,
2: you'd think the clearance would be the same. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with uh, normalizing dart drag. You know, because you're going to get top-bottom dart drag from the first stage, and then you'll get side-to-side side dart drag in the second stage. You know, that was part of why the FDL2 had the horizontal cages because Jesse felt that it was better for dart drag. Because if you have a, a vertical cage, gravity is going to cause the dart to um, have more contact with the the bottom wheel. The was the or, what, yeah was the philosophy. I mean,
1: it's true, but not that. The, the effect is so oh, minimal that
2: dude what? these are stackable you can stack them these
1: look like they almost look like you could stack them oh. i just realized there's a there's a front plate and yeah there's there's like a front plate area on there um that is separate from the actual like housing so there's a top plate and a front plate and it almost oh. looks like you could put something in front of that as well
2: okay yeah i see it i i get okay yeah that'd be cool now that's kind of like the um the gen 1 um blaster core after because theirs was stackable
1: i don't know if anybody ever did that but
2: i'm sure jonathan did
1: yeah he probably did. yeah what's so we we've seen jonathan more than anyone else uh, from blaster core who's who's the other the other guy i don't know him uh
0: sean,
2: sean and one other person i think sean perone, sean perone and jonathan are the only two i'm aware
0: of i thought there was one more
1: sure anyways um you want to drop another piece of news and then give our final thoughts yeah so uh from Dart League uh, on Instagram came out with sorry I'm trying to be Tom I'm not I'm no Tom yeah so project F- FDL uh, they started a patreon yeah which you know I, I I have thoughts on patreons now because I've started to look into them more and it seems like seems like it's kind of a cool idea like you know that's gonna be a good fit for them to have a reason to keep making new products um, I've never I've never done a, a, a patreon before so I'll probably I'll probably do this one just because we know them. But yeah, yeah, Maybe, uh, do What do you guys think?
2: I'm gonna do it. Uh, I, I was a Patreon for a certain um influencer in our hobby before, and I stopped it at one point. Um, but I, you know, I'm fully vested in the project of FDL, so I feel does like does Mr. Nathan have a have a uh Patreon? Uh, I, th- I, I think, think he does, yeah. I think he's talked about it. I think he does, I believe so. Okay, um. Alice? I think she yes. does. Yeah, Alice, Alice does Alice does. I know Tom supports her. Right? I pay
0: for her friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jangular did at one point. He still he still does. I'm currently a part of it. I don't know how much longer I will be. It just doesn't seem like I'm getting too much out of it to
2: be honest. See, I see I I feel like and this is just my opinion, but I feel like it's you know, when you do a Patreon it, it's not about what you get out of it. You're you're supporting the person to, you know, create the content that yeah. they make. Yeah, it's not, I, I feel like Patreon is not a good platform for someone to seek benefits from the person they're supporting.
0: Well, at the no, same time, I, he's not really making the same content that I, and, that I subscribed right, for essentially. So that,
2: that is a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that's why you're going to, you know, stop doing it, then yeah, fair. And I so. just want those uh, sweet
1: custom project FDL projects that no one else is going to have. That's
2: so you're, you're going to do the, uh, the top tier
1: i mean i don't even know if he has anything in there right now i'm not gonna do the top tier are you kidding me it's like 50 bucks a month for the yeah. yo membership
2: i want to be a yo uh, i
1: mean that sounds great i'd love to but holy shit
2: yeah
1: you know there's people who can who could do that and more power to you um no i'll probably probably join it like a well let's not talk i don't want to talk about it. it you can you feel free to join at whatever level if you're into patreon for anyone mm-hmm. um join it at whatever level you're comfortable with and you shouldn't base it on what you're going to get but at the same time human nature is like i'm giving this person money i want to get something for for it like that is what we are trained to do like giving people money and expecting nothing like most people i don't think most people really feel that way (laughs) yeah i mean you can and you can but i think that a lot of i think there's sort of an implicit when there's an exchange of dollars you expect to get something for it fair yeah
0: all right well let's take it home uh shout outs. Shout out, shout out, shout out.
2: Who oh am I gonna shout? Who am I gonna shout
1: out. Did you have any last thoughts on rules, by the way?
2: Oh, right. No. Yeah, no. yeah that, that topic <laughs> no. kinda went sideways really quick. I think yeah, we said most. Kind of of,
0: I, I expect honestly I expect all of our topics to go sideways yeah, at they, one point they, or they, another. This one went more sideways
2: than usual though. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I, I have a shout out. There's somebody I've been like low key following for okay. a little while. Um, and also this will be a slight news item, I guess. Uh but uh, the German, the German gentleman uh, uh he, I really, I really do enjoy his content, um, and, or the, th- not content, he doesn't make content, but he's a machinist and he makes custom flywheels. He did like Rhino Fire flywheels, and I think he machined some, uh, and they're all Delrin for the most part. He also is the one who does the ultrasonic wheels in uh, brassel and Delrin. Okay. Yeah. I actually tried to get a set of those wheels. I went to go buy them, and they didn't have the crush that I needed anywhere because I was trying to build a... I was trying to experiment with some higher FPS stuff, and I still have that project. It's just shelved, but I couldn't get them from the U.S. or from Germany. Like, he didn't have them. The guy in in the U.S. didn't have them. That was a little bit frustrating, Mm. so I never bought them, and I I I'm so... Like, all right, well, I'm putting that on the back burner. Uh, but, yeah, so, but he does good stuff. Uh, I like his, his machined projects. Like, I appreciate quality. Same with, like, I don't really follow Roboman, but I know of him for quality products, and I, I respect that and I dig that. I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah, but
2: um, I think Roboman is having issues fulfilling requirements these days. He's having, uh, I, I, I've heard, I heard he moved. Yeah, but I've heard of, like, his um, orders not being filled, like, six months later.
1: Now that's, that, yeah but if he moved that's probably why anyways um and can i also shout out uh real quick foam shepherd for this post that he, i think he did but it's uh i'm looking at sh- the shell strike and it's at just the right angle that you can finally see how you prime the dang thing
0: how do you prime it just reverse pl- just uh w- a, rear prime
1: there's a little direct prime lever like
2: where in the back. uh where is this posted at
1: it's uh, just on I see it. the only one I see now. This is any he, he probably he could have gotten this from somewhere else. To see, can
2: can you link that in our chat?
1: Uh, yeah, he got it from Nerf Ukraine. Link it, link it, link it. I'll, I'll link it to you afterwards.
2: No, oh, I want to look at it now. Link Go it. Go ahead. Link it.
1: I'm sending you a picture that way. Fine.
2: <laughs> uh, Tom, who's your shout out? While well, he's sending me the link. Uh, I'm
0: gonna shout out Cybern Warrior for hanging out with us after last episode. Always a fun guy to talk to.
2: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had we had a good time. Nice dude. I'm gonna shout out Slater because it was his birthday. I think two days ago at this point.
0: But... No, today. Happy birthday, Slater! <laughs> we already
2: shouted him out. <laughs> oh, we did, didn't we? Dang it! Happy uh, birthday. Uh, I don't have another shout out. Shout out Flux sunglasses. Picture. Oh boy. Oh, okay. So it primes like the um, the Star Wars single shot pistol. Maybe. I mean, you see that little orange doodad in the back? Yeah. It's between like. Talk between the two pieces. Yeah. That's why you can never see it. It's like hidden. But that's good for uh, master key integrations. It means you this can totally. It means you can totally lop off the the, the handle in the bottom.
1: Yeah, good point. Although, you know, I'm reading the foam shepherd's thing, and he says it works off of reach action prime. So. Oh, oh, does it? I don't it? know. That sure. That sure. It, he he's he didn't test it himself. He just got a picture and reposting. The great debate. I don't know. To me, it sure looks like that's a prime handle at the very back of it.
2: Yeah, maybe that's just the, um, like where the plunger comes out the back. Maybe they're doing one of those old school type deals. I don't know, man. I just don't know. But I either way, gonna prime, I think it's going to prime with that
1: little orange handle in the back. We'll see. Yeah.
2: But either way, I, I'm looking forward to possibly integrating one of these as a underslung master key. Three shell shotgun shell that you can put in. Yeah, and you know, it'll people are. Tom, what are you doing with your paper over
0: there? I'm organizing.
1: With his paper? Don't talk about his paper like that.
0: His paper.
1: Ooh.
2: Waiter, there paper? is too much pepper in my paprika. Here, <sighs> so,
0: uh, do we have any more shout outs? Uh, I would like to shout out um, Eric, just because you're the man. You know, I appreciate all your input this episode. You know, that's it. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's, just, that's just great um, because I totally, you know, was giving you that input directly for you. Hey, yeah. remember what I said about that thing I was talking about you directly earlier? You remember that? Oh, I, was I talking to you directly about that one thing.
0: Oh, I was pooping when that was going on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, oh man, I guess I guess you missed out. You had just that one part. Yeah. Oh man. Darn. Dang. Uh, that's a real what a great episode. I think that was a good episode we had. <laughs> What's that? I'll tell you about it
2: another time then. Oh, perfect. He'll tell you about it at the start of the next episode. Perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that's been Detroit Dart Talk. Have a good night, everyone. Hashtag free stuff. Yeah. give, Give us free stuff. We like free things. Or Patreon. Sounded like you were answering. We're starting again, Tim!
2: Sounded like you were answering a Chinese food restaurant. uh, No. Oh,
1: God. No. Ah. Ready?
2: Yes.